1: This podcast is a Planners and Wine production. What's up, guys? This is Megan, and I am sitting here with my girl, Laura. You know her from Plan With Laura, and this is the very first episode of Reality and Wine. Laura, how Woo-hoo! excited are you? <laughs> I, I am,
0: cannot wait. I am so excited. There's so mm-hmm. many fun things that we're going to be doing, but um, I'm just excited to see Reality and Wine come to life.
1: Yes, yes. So guys, I know y'all are like, wait, what the hell is going on? Where is Myra? What is reality and wine? So this is kind of something we've been cooking up. We've been thinking for a few months, but we really kind of just set it in gear a couple weeks ago. So we all love reality TV, or at least a lot of us love reality TV. (laughs) Laura and I happen to really be into Bachelor Nation, The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette, all those great shows. All of them. Realized we had that in common. Myra wants absolutely nothing to do with that, which, (laughs) girl, I feel you. Sometimes I regret this (laughs) rabbit hole that I went down. But we Mm -hmm. decided that we had to kind of make a little... Spin off of Planners and Wine so that we can talk about our reality TV obsession. So, for this iteration of Reality and Wine, it will be me and the lovely Lore. Talking about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, all those amazing shows, but we'll be starting with The Bachelorette Michelle season um, that is about to start. Um, So here's how the format is kind of going to go. This first episode is kind of like a pre-show, just getting into some big things that have happened in Bachelor Nation um, over the past couple years, also talking about our expectations, and things like that for michelle season next week we will have the premiere episode of the bachelorette so we will come back next friday and recap give our thoughts our favorite men least favorite men surprises anything like that predictions for the season and then we're gonna take a couple weeks we're gonna watch a few episodes and then we'll be back to talk about you know probably about three, four episodes at one time. And then we'll just kind of do that periodically about once a month. But we'll always let y'all know when the show is coming out. And obviously, please let me and Laura and Myra know how much you are enjoying
0: this. <laughs> Especially Myra. So Especially she does come for
1: us. <laughs> exactly. Yep, exactly.
0: And I think if you've never watched the show before, because, and we can talk a little bit about how we got into Bachelor Nation, mm-hmm. but I'm a very new member of it. Same. Um, and so- Even if you've never watched the show, I think that one, this is gonna be a very historic season, but two to you can follow along with us and you Mm -hmm. can join. Like I think the great thing about this episode coming out before the season even starts is like you can jump right into it with us and you know, follow along.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You don't have to have any previous knowledge of any previous seasons in order to watch it because I mean, like what? And honestly, it's gonna tell you everything seasons, you need to know. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to catch them on. I have not even gone back and watched every single season of all these shows. So yeah, feel free to join us. And make sure, like I said, if you really like this show, let us know because in a few months, RuPaul's drag race is gonna mm-hmm. start again. That is Myra's, you know, baby. So Shu will hop on here at that point and recap RuPaul's Drag Race. But y'all gotta let us know if you love the show. That's really, really important. So yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait.
0: I can't wait. Seriously, I also can't believe that you know, um Michael was like, thank goodness that you are doing this because I'm so tired of hearing everything about Bachelor Nation. Like you and May get to talk it out. I'm like, okay, whatever.
1: <laughs> right. Here's the, first of all, you're still going to hear it, period. So Literally. you're not getting off that easy. It's just not going to be as bad. And my husband is tired of me making him watch the show every <laughs> week as well. So this is going to be great. We have somebody else to vent to. Exactly. you know, so it's going to be good. So let's go ahead and start with that. Laura, how and when did you start watching the bachelor franchise? Okay. So
0: I will say this, I feel like it's like a full circle story, but I was, um, when I was back in undergrad, I was had like, I had like the TV membership. Right. So like I had Hulu before it became like a big thing and everyone would, and we didn't have cable at college because you know, no one could afford it. So My parents had a Hulu account and all the time, all of my roommates, sorority sisters, everything would be like, Lauren, please, can we watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette? Like, it's going to be great. I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I am a feminist. I do not believe in this show. There is, I will not give you my password to watch it. Like, we can watch anything else that you want, but not that show. Mm -hmm. So that's funny because then during the (laughs) pandemic, Mm -hmm. when other people were out learning to make bread or- running marathons or you know learning a new language Uh I learned bachelor nation so Mm, okay (laughs) in 2020 is the first time that I've ever watched a season ever watched anything and I fell in love with it it kind of really started right Peter's season was the first true season that I Mm -hmm. saw like from start to finish and only because where I worked I could not relate to a single person and they all talked about the bachelor and I was like okay, like fine. And I was like, I'll listen to some podcasts about it because I love podcasts. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, listen to podcasts. I said, you're kidding me. They said that, that happened. Mm -hmm. I That is on TV. And so then I turned it on, never looked back. In the height of the pandemic, they put on all of the shows on like Amazon Video, uh, Hulu, Netflix. Mm -hmm. So I went back and I watched season one through 25 of like bachelor, bachelorette, bachelor in paradise, summer games, winter game, all all of it. And it became 100% obsessed. So it's funny because now all of my college roommates are like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, did you see this? And they're like, we don't care that much. But they were like, funny, (laughs) funny that you now do, because you know, you were all over us for so long. (laughs) Um, I love that. It just came full circle.
1: Now they're like, girl, Really?
0: <laughs> I, I know. But um, yeah, so it's funny. And now it's become interesting. I think it'll be fun because I, you and I both recognize that there's definitely some criticism to give Bachelor Nation Absolutely. and a lot of things that you can learn from it. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I, I also think that it's kind of built itself into a lot of society, you know, and a lot of- yes pop culture, which is the sociology major in me, you know, really finds that fascinating.
1: But um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What what was
0: the first season that you had watched? Okay.
1: So (laughs) I can't believe i finally, am talking to somebody who I have watched the show longer than like, I thought I was the newbie. No, you're the newbie. (laughs) But okay. So Rachel Lindsay season, I remember Mm. hearing about the black bachelorette, That still did not drive me to watch it for some reason. I was still like so over it. I was just like you. I was like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, that's not for me. I'm not into the romance you know, dating shows. Like I just was not, I love reality TV. I've never been into dating shows at all like that. Right. Ooh, fascinating. Oh yeah. So actually the only episode of Rachel season I watched was the very last episode where she ended up, you know, breaking up with Peter getting with Brian and then the after the final rose and all that. And I was like, this is some compelling (laughs) television like I was and like I had I literally had not watched any of the season and I was so pulled in by the drama and like the passion between her and Peter and seeing about her and um Brian and then afterwards like she was you know ended up being featured in some articles where you know she was just not super happy with how her season ended so then, I did. De- I was like, you know what? Let me just give the show a chance. Let me watch a full season. <laughs> so I ended up watching Ari's season right after. Amazing, that. amazing season. Amazing. Once again, that <laughs> with the breakup on camera, at, at, I, I was. I I just couldn't. I couldn't deal. I was so angry for Becca. I was like um. heartbroken for her. Him and Lauren getting back together, and the audience having to watch them get engaged while Becca is probably literally steps backstage like it was so much it was so much oh my gosh i couldn't believe it so at that point i was full on hooked i i kept watching kept watching um becca season after that really hated that she chose that man that she chose Mm -hmm. of course they're not together no more (laughs) so and then I remember Rachel coming back out she wrote an article with some magazine after Becca's finale and she had wrote about how she feels that the producers or the show or whatever really stole her happy ending from her at least visually to the audience by the way her finale was edited having that huge breakup and having that confrontation with um Peter and everybody Mm -hmm. being able to watch her react Mm -hmm. to it in real time whereas Becca's thing was a total 180 from that it just was not the same her relationship with um Garrett was not portrayed in the same way and she was really disappointed with how her fiance at the time but now husband was portrayed so that like all the behind the scenes stuff really brought me into like the articles I love to read about people's reaction to the show and things they're going through kind of keeping up with them things like that so yeah ever since then I have just been full-on hooked and I um (laughs) watch every season yeah it has not always been easy to watch at all Mm. especially these last couple (laughs)
0: seasons exactly to the point that you're making it's like I think it goes way beyond the tv show at least now Mm -hmm. for me and it's like the podcast you know and funny Mm -hmm. that we're here making a podcast you know (laughs) right but it's like podcasts and the uh the articles and like the cast members you know become influencers Mm -hmm. that's become like a thing you know you go on and you become an influence so there's just so many levels of it um yeah
1: I mean the show the show and like you said everything behind the scenes has changed so much since we even started mm -hmm. watching it because now a major plot line on every season is who is here for the right reasons like who is here just to get Instagram famous become a famous influencer or whatever and who is truly here to find love I don't even remember that being a question in our season at all nobody yeah. was asking about that and obviously people were probably there for that people who have probably always been there for that but it's just such a part of the story now I guess because social media has just gotten so huge and there mm-hmm. have been so many people who have not done a great job at hiding the fact that yeah I am just on here to get famous which come on you are yeah. most people are <laughs> and who, if you get love then that's goes, just us plus
0: who goes on reality tv show and doesn't at least think about the possibility of getting famous.
1: Absolutely. Yep. You know, that's okay.
0: Like, yep. listen, we recognize influencing is as a job. We recognize mm-hmm. all of this stuff, but I think it's a little funny now to have people mm-hmm. like that. That's like, oh, I can't believe they've come here for followers. What are the like? Yes. Love is a part of the show, but I feel like everyone who I've listened to their interviews say like, Yeah, I went on for the experience or the followers Mm -hmm. or to travel or to whatever. And then, like, oh, I fell in love. That's cool. You know? Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I think it's just because it gets so much anger and animosity because it's new to the franchise at least it's new to like the public awareness in the franchise you know it's new to the audience whereas you know like I said behind the scenes everybody has always known that a big element of wanting to go on that show is for some type of fame or notoriety or the experience or whatever um but yeah and I think because it's a love show people get extra spicy about it because like no you're supposed to be here for love and it's like Nobody's that pressed, okay? (laughs) Like, these are, like, 24-year-olds. Like, are they really that pressed to find their soulmate? Probably not. Probably not. And that's another element of the show, is the cast progressively getting younger and younger, which I have not enjoyed that at all. Because I'm like, when you throw 20, 22, 23-year-olds on a show, what do you expect? Like, I don't... Like, these are people are not probably you know establishing a career at this point in their lives so th- so what do they have to? So, and that's nothing against them they did nothing wrong I'm yeah. just confused about what the show and the producers expect like most of these people are not interested in getting married and having kids and they're barely out of college they're just not yeah.
0: well I think I think that's a good segue into where we want to go next which is to kind mm-hmm. of talk about the the last two years in bachelor mm-hmm. nation and so I'll rope Peter into it because I think it he kind of his season kind of spawned everything but I think his season and so for context for anyone who you're like who the heck is Peter Pilot Pete um was his name how old was he like what 26 26, 27 27, the
1: ultimate f-boy literally I think yeah yes
0: (laughs) the ultimate f-boy he was like 26 27 his Mm -hmm. average cast was like between 21 and like 29. Um, And I think they maybe had one or two people who were over 30. And to me, it was fascinating because when you got to the end of his season, the three girls that he had chosen all were under 25 years old. And I remember Mm -hmm. one girl at the time was, Hannah Ann was like 22 or 23 at the time. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I've never really had a boyfriend before. You know, I've never been in love. I've never lived with someone. Mm -hmm. And it was fascinating to me to be like, oh, so you've never been in love before, but like you're ready to like get engaged and go on this process and do all of these great things. And, you know, Mm -hmm. exactly in in a very public format.
1: Exactly. And that's why it like sometimes the show itself just makes no sense because you can't fault her. For wanting to go on the show. I mean, now she does not have a fiance, lucky for her, because he is an f like we said. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) But she does have this career as an influencer that she could have had without the show, but she would not have had the humongous platform of the show to boost herself from. I believe she ended the season, especially after she got dumped with like a million followers or something insane like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why would someone... Uh, in her position not use the show as a launching pad it's like what do the producers expect and it's like now I feel like they're just so dead set on trying to appeal to a younger demographic of viewers right. and that's why they're putting younger people on the show but yeah for me it, it has kind of just been a huge turn off because I'm just like you're 21 you're probably not here to get married it's yeah. not to say it's, it's impossible for a 21 year old to want that 100 the average 21 year old does not want a husband or wife and children right right then and there. Right. they just don't right. want that I didn't know that think, when I was 21 <laughs> yeah and I <laughs> um
0: I think that that season really propelled and like changed a little bit of Bachelor Nation also too. So for context, Peter, like we said, ultimate F-boy, chose his final person, dumped her, then Mm -hmm. went to the second person. Then they broke up the day after the show aired. And then Mm -hmm. he went to his like fourth pick, Kelly, and then they moved in together for like half of quarantine. Yeah. And then they broke up. They broke up. So yeah. that tells you that's all you need to know about Peter. If anyone ever mm-hmm. asks you, that's all you need to know about Peter. Yeah. But on his season, everyone was so young that mm-hmm. I had heard rumblings like when they were trying to so usually also too for context, they tried to pick the next bachelor or bachelorette from the previous season. So when right. Peter was a right. bachelor in typical fashion, they would pick one of his girls. But yep. also too, one thing I think that they did dirty, which again, I think. And I am not saying that younger people are immature. I want that to be very Mm -hmm. much like recognize that. Right. But they put a bunch of 21 year olds in a house together Mm -hmm. and they all fought because they also all are all dating the same guy. And that season, I think was one of the most toxic seasons to watch Mm -hmm. of, I mean, people attacking people's livelihood, their Mm -hmm. careers, their mental health. And it was just so catty. And like, listen, I think kind of sometimes all the bachelors have a little bit of F boy in them. Like, you know, it is what it is, but like, Mm -hmm. normally that's like, whatever, that's the show, Mm -hmm. but it was so sad to just see so many women pitted against each other. And I also recognize that there's like editing that goes into that there's Mm -hmm. producer play that goes into that, but his season was just so catty. I think it really turned a lot of people off.
1: I think so too. I definitely think so too, and especially because even like when they picked C- uh Peter, they picked him from Hannah's season, who was the bachelorette before, mm-hmm. and he was on her season. He wasn't even the person that a lot of people wanted. Like there was a lot of support for like Mike Johnson, Mike, for example. Don't, who, don't get me wrong; they did Mike dirty. I personally, I'm still <laughs> in love with Mike. Don't tell my husband. <laughs> Ooh, I love me some Mike Johnson, but I'm it just did- like, I, and I actually. I actually believe that if Mike would have been the bachelor, a lot of things would have been different and he was older than Peter. I think he was probably more in the state of mind for possibly marriage and kids than Peter was not to say he was necessarily all the way there, but I just think it was a better possibility of him finding somebody and actually staying with them. But that brings up another issue of the fact that up until that point, there was never a black man as the bachelor. <laughs> yeah, so
0: great segue. um So after Peter, we went into Claire and Keisha mm-hmm.
1: season, which I think the reason why they went all it's like, the, I feel like they recognized the issues in Peter's season. So they yeah. did a complete 180. And mm-hmm. so the girls in Peter's season, like we said, were literally like 22, 23, 24 year olds. Claire had been on a season, what, like a decade 13. ago? Yeah, she was yeah, on a a long time ago. And so Claire is like, I think she was like maybe thirty nine. She was forty when she, she she was forty. Was she forty? Yeah.
0: I, well, she was forty by the time it came out. Yes. So, and that
1: was like her thing, like
0: yes. the oldest bachelorette ever. Which mm-hmm. like forty mm-hmm. is not that
1: old. Just it's like not. that <laughs> is the age of the people who you should be casting on the show. Right. But right. You didn't like that for me. Okay. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> but they were like the oldest bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Ever, you know, and so Claire, yeah, Claire was forty, and all of her guys. So the funny thing about Claire's season is they cast a bunch of young guys again, like 25 year olds. And Claire Mm -hmm. said, I don't want to be with the 25 year olds. So they had to recast her season. Mm -hmm.
1: And even then when they did that, they didn't have a ton of men who were even her age or older. They were close. Mm -hmm. There were like a lot of like 35 year olds, stuff like that. They still snuck a few 27, 28 year olds in there too. But the majority Mm -hmm. was, um, I think the average was about in their thirties, but yeah, Yeah. still younger than her, but better yeah
0: and so Claire's season her season lasted like three episodes Girl,
1: that was such a good show that was so for context like Laura's been saying for context in case you have never watched Claire and I don't blame her because Dale no. is yeah. mm. fine he mm. is fine fine like Movie, i would have ended fine. i
0: would have seen him walk and said okay great wrap up let's go period
1: let's go exactly so claire has always kind of been known as like a you know super strong woman it kind of marches to the beat of her own drum she was really famous for telling off the bachelor season that she was on the, the bachelor yeah. one pablo oh, wow. she like told him mm-hmm. off and all this type of stuff so she has this reputation and she got on the show um her her season started she met claire, uh, dale night one and literally, right after she met him, said, I think I just met my husband. And then two, three episodes later, she was like, okay, me and him are in love. Uh, he went ahead and proposed to her. It, they had literally known each other for maybe what, a week and a half? so week and at a half. Point. <laughs> it was insane. It was so quick. Yeah. He proposed to her and they left the show together. So then wow. they brought in Taysha as her replacement, which I heard they had already been considering Taysha when they decided to go with Claire. I will never... I will never let that go that that was a really epic mistake. And it was really cheating Tasha out of a full yeah. season. I think Understood they should have just made her the bachelorette to begin with, because obviously Claire, Claire didn't care about all that, which I respect that she didn't care about all that. She felt like she found her person and that was it. But at the same time, you're on a TV show. And the whole point is to go through these motions. And so many past bachelors and bachelorettes will tell you within the first couple weeks, they felt like they knew who they were going to choose, but they Mm -hmm. still had to go along with the process of the show. Claire wasn't interested in all that. So I feel like she shouldn't have been the bachelorette to begin with.
0: (laughs) I mean, Claire also too, like, yeah, she she did her own thing. Now, Mm -hmm. couple, besides it being a historic season and the fact that they brought in two Mm -hmm. um, bachelorettes for the one time. So they shared, that was season 17. So they shared that. They also, it was 100% during coronavirus. So Mm -hmm. they all had to They quarantined out for a very long time. The whole entire cast and crew was quarantined and they did not leave the
1: resort at all for the whole entire season. And Um, I feel like that changed the dynamics of the show so much because such a huge part of the show is them jet setting and traveling and going right. to different countries obviously because of COVID they were not able to do this so I get they still had to make a show and I'm grateful that they did but my interest kind of waned a little bit because it did mm-hmm. not have that aspect of it also and I'm just now realizing that our last like normal normal season was freaking Peter season and I yeah, feel I know. I feel so <laughs> I just hate him
0: <laughs> I hate him still it yeah awful, but one thing I say and I think something that gets glossed over in Claire's season, um Dale was the first black, like got
1: the person final person chosen. Yeah, person chosen. Was. You know, yeah, because yeah. um, Rachel, her husband, I believe he is a Cuban, he's a Hispanic. His, yeah, yeah he's sort. Hispanic. Yeah, and yeah, so, but that
0: was a, yeah. So yeah. that that was the season, and um, I and then they brought in Tasha. So Tasha was the second. Back, Black Bachelorette, mm-hmm. which was amazing. I also really love Tasha. I, I think love Tasha too. It was really interesting because we came off of Rachel Lindsay's season, which was like five or six seasons mm-hmm. before all of this happened. And it had the lowest ratings ever. And mm-hmm. a lot of um ABC was like, oh, you know, like it wasn't that great of ratings. And so when people had asked them like, oh, are you going to have a Black, another Black Bachelorette? Or are you going to have another Black um bachelor they were just kind of like oh like they kind of skirted around saying like our target demographic doesn't really like this
1: (laughs) and and even chris harrison of all people is on a or is on an interview saying um something like oh well you know we're not picking based on that it just has to be the right person ever since i heard him say that i really had a bad taste (laughs) in my mouth from him (laughs) yeah we'll, you know we'll what I'm saying to, it's like the we'll racism get... kind of jumped out a little bit and it, it gave it a little taste it's but like, then it you know. came back later so we're gonna talk about <laughs> it's
0: like it's like when someone says like oh I don't see color and you're like did you mean that
1: hmm? yep he's <laughs> the absolute type of person who would say that as well so yeah, yeah.
0: oh 100 mm-hmm. percent. so then Tayshia jumped onto the season so she was the mm-hmm. second Claire also we don't ever talk about it was the first Latina bachelorette I did not know that yeah okay I know gotcha. so his historic in lots of ways yeah um so Dale was her. They were together and then they broke up and then they got back together and then they just broke up again. So that's all you need to know about
1: High mess, <laughs> hot mess, hotness of relationship. Claire, let that man go. I know he's fine, but you can do better. You don't need somebody who's gonna do you like that, girl. I, like, literally. He literally. is literally just dragging her like oh, through the ringer. Like it's not, it's not worth it. But he I is know. fine though. But he's still not worth it. Yes. Mm.
0: But then Tasha, <laughs> <laughs> Tasha, our second black bachelorette um uh, is engaged to Zach yep they had a very sweet story I thought mm. they did really they were well cute. they were super cute and then we had Matt James
1: <laughs> yep yep and just l- one last note about Tasha so oh, yes the person Tasha chose he is a white man and they actually do live in New York so if you ever run into them uh Lauren okay so
0: so <laughs> I see tag all these places like yeah. in New York that are relatively close to where I live and I'm like uh uh-huh. should I just go like Work there, you know, like, I like you should. I, if I just like put my laptop out, you know, I feel like uh, you should. or Zach runs a of, a lot of, Yeah, Zach runs a lot of races, and I also run a lot of races. Yes. And I'm like, I need to get my speed up so I can yep. just like be in the same group that Zach's in, and there then I go. <laughs> yep,
1: exactly, exactly. I feel like y'all would make like really great friends, and then we can have her on the podcast. And I say you would, just, Do you want to come? Amazing. Do you want to come on the uh, reality and wine? And she'll oh say gosh. yeah, sure. I don't <laughs> think she's under contract anymore. So, you know, they don't maybe they wouldn't be able to stop <laughs> so, but hey, yeah, what's so, your
0: favorite uh thing about you know um being the bachelorette? So
1: yep, yep. I would love to know that. I would love to know that. Like, yeah. yeah. Taysha, hey girl, if you're listening. Um yeah, anyway.
0: yeah, <laughs> so man. Um, so Matt James, yeah. I'll give I'll give a little context to it and then you yeah. can tell us about the season. But so Matt James was originally casted for uh we lovingly call it Klacia's season, mixture Claycia. of Claire and Taysha. Yep. So he was lovingly cast for Klaisha's season and then um 2020 happened. And we saw the murder of George Floyd Mm -hmm. in that um, there was actually a petition created by bachelor nation. And I will say bachelor nation is just what the fans of the bachelor call themselves. And so they actually created this huge petition that was talked all about why there wasn't enough black leads. Mm It it talked about, you know, why is there not a lot of ethnic and racial diversity in Mm -hmm. casting, Mm -hmm. you know, very much people felt like there was like a token black person who would make it to the final four, but like they were really just bringing that on for publicity. Mm -hmm. They talked about just like, you know, cast members having access to where their hair natural, like were they given the support to do just everything. So it was this big, like expose. And um, the Bachelors' response to that was Matt James.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so we already knew, because, okay, so just a little context on Matt also. He is this guy named Tyler Cameron's best friend. Mm -hmm. Tyler Cameron was the guy that Hannah should have chose, the best friend Hannah. hundred percent. should have chose Tyler. She did not choose him. And of course... She ended up with an F boy of her own, but you know, Mm -hmm. that's her Not together. Not together. Right. So Tyler Cameron is like this, like super famous guy in Bachelor Nation. All the girls love him. A lot of people wanted him to be the bachelor. Um, And Matt James is his best friend. They grew up together. They always play football together. They're from the same uh, town, I believe in Florida or somewhere like that. And so soon as, you know, Tyler Tyler started getting a lot of notoriety, Matt started too, because everybody was like, wait a minute, who they is, said who's his best friend? Who's your friend? <laughs> right. Who's your friend who's, exactly? Who's <laughs> best friend? Yes. Cause he's just this really, really hot, sexy guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. just I can't even lie about it and so he was cast on Claire season but we already knew that this right. was a situation where he was put on Claire season in order for him to be formally introduced to the audience mm-hmm. in preparation of him potentially being the bachelor so like laura said you know once um everything went down with like george floyd and all this you know racial awakening of the people in the country who you know didn't think racism existed (laughs) before i'm not really sure how that worked (laughs) for them but (laughs) yeah they went ahead and just plugged him off of claire season he never even met her like formally Uh i don't think and decided to make him the bachelor which i mean i was excited about but it definitely felt like a stunt type of thing because they they just yeah. they were getting so much pressure. I feel like they just had to do something right away and announce mm-hmm. something right away just to get people off their backs. And I feel like that's why they went ahead and announced that. Like they yeah, did.
0: Uh-huh. well, and I remember they like announced it before even the Bachelorette season had started. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then like at the end of each episode, they were like, "We're casting for Matt Jane's season. Like, if you're interested, apply now." So there's just so many things that yeah. listen. Matt James season was a very important season and we'll talk about all the reasons that it was a very important Mm -hmm. season and I'm happy that it happened. But I think also too a big kind of theme we saw about his season is that nobody really knew him, you know? And so we had no, no background. Usually when someone is the bachelor, like for Claire, for example, Mm -hmm. she was on Juan Pablo season. She had gone to bachelor in paradise twice. Mm -hmm. She had showed up and like hosted other things, you know? So we kind of had kept a pulse on Claire and we knew her story same with Taysha; she was on Mm -hmm. Colton season then she went to bachelor in paradise you know so we had known a little bit about her so that when we get to her we're Mm -hmm. you're rooting for her right yeah we want to know what her love we want her to find love we want her to do all those things for Matt I was like oh you're Tyler Cameron's best friend and all you guys do are make TikToks without your shirts on which is great please keep doing that but I know what else
1: like why should I root for you like why should I want you to find love yeah we didn't have that context going into his season and we kind of got a lot of his family background kind of more than what we probably needed like at one point he had this super um uncomfortable conversation with his father and if you don't know about Matt he is a biracial man he Mm -hmm. is black presenting though so if you're just looking at him you would not think that he was biracial but he does have a white mother and a black father and his father was not present I believe in a lot of his life so that was kind of like that a narrative they did
0: which is like I felt And it's been really interesting because I feel like Matt James has been very silent. Usually after you're the bachelor, the bachelorette, Mm -hmm. you're like Mm -hmm. on all these TV shows, they go on Dancing with the Star, they host podcasts. And I feel like Matt has been so silent because I feel like they just- this their whole season they just did him dirty you
1: know yeah yeah and he is on this with the Stars now oh. I believe like a <laughs> year later usually it's right after right but yeah. usually it is right after the season yeah. it's a whole year later that he's now on it and I think a lot of that has to do with not just how they did him dirty but because of who he ended up choosing mm-hmm. and who he ended up getting back with I think he didn't want a lot yeah of attention yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. and once again at, up until this point and so now we're at matt james's season up until this point a black person has never been chosen as mm-hmm. the final choice except for dale because claire but a black person has never been chosen by another black person right um for the final choice and so black um black matt <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> matt he chose this girl named rachel rachel And Rachel was tied up in some controversy very early on uh, once the show started, Aaron. It did not take um, Astro Nation long to find these photos that had been taken, I think, maybe only like two or three years prior of her when she was in college. Um, She went to, um, what would you even call it? Okay, so
0: it's funny because I went to a college that did this. Um, because so I'm from the South. I was in a sorority from the South have last thoughts. We can get on that on another podcast another day, (laughs) you know, but so she went to a party called old South and essentially it is a, um, antebellum party. So what the females dress in is they like take, they get in like corsets and they get in old antebellum gear. And so Mm -hmm. antebellum was like what they called Again, the old South. So like mm-hmm. slavery, is like know, pre-Civil like, War yeah, era pre-Civil War, like yeah. when people like it's like uh uh you know, like the Confederacy. Yeah, literally, <laughs> it
1: is, literally you know, that's what it is.
0: Yeah. Is mm-hmm. is what it is. And so the actual mm-hmm. the fraternity that puts it on, their founder was Robert Ely, or their what they call their spiritual founder was Robert Ely. And so gross. You yeah, just disgusting. hear his name. Gross. <laughs> I know. You see, you can't see my face right now, but I'm like Same. verbal or physically like cringing. Yep. Um yeah. But so they used to have this. They have this party. Um, it's actually their formal called Old South, and the like I said, the women dress up in like very mm-hmm. old antebellum South, and the guys dress up. They used to dress up in Confederate uniforms, yeah. but now since that is like no longer PC. Um, they like wear like red suspenders and yeah. like, you know, but they still that's have what the party. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they, they still, still have the have- party. Mm-hmm. And, um, I will say again, I went to a university that I never personally went to any of those things. Cause like, let's just talk about the dichotomy there. But, um, mm-hmm. most people who went and I'm not giving Rachel a pass because no one should have a pass. But like most people who went just like thought of it as a great place to go and get drunk and get dressed up
1: with their friends, you know, as most college people would think of Uh, again, why -hmm. we don't want
0: 21 year olds on the show. Exactly. You know, yep, exactly,
1: Um, exactly.
0: But, you know, she had gone to those parties. She had pictures, uh, taken pictures of what all of those things were. You know, her family was kind of very much supporting those ideals and lifestyle Facebook
1: yeah On- her mom was in some questionable Facebook groups exactly also. and
0: so mm-hmm. I think a, the larger and that's who Rachel was um and so Matt ended up choosing Rachel and we can talk all about them in a second but, but I he didn't know
1: he, about this stuff when he chose her
0: a hundred percent we'll say I that. that yeah <laughs> But I think the larger thing that goes to, and we can also talk about it with a little bit of Rachel Lindsay season is that Mm -hmm. there's this idea when you're chosen to be the bachelor that they're going to put people on your season who you like. And like, yes, we know you need a couple people who are going to act wild for TV ratings and TV shows, but Mm -hmm. back on Rachel Lindsay season, they put a white supremacist on her season. Someone who has openly called themselves a white supremacist. And she said,
1: why are you putting him on my season if he doesn't like black people like disgusting just for just for drama but is that the type of drama that you want right it was
0: ridiculous and and it's it feels like and it or it felt like up until that point that like all of the things that people have found out were all just based off of simple instagram searching simple you know facebook looking up at stuff and that they didn't protect their, their people, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and that they were bringing Mm -hmm. people onto their season that, and they just didn't do any research, you know? And I think (laughs) that that, um, especially for black individuals, like you're walking in a world in which like, you already don't know what people Mm -hmm. think and you don't know what people's beliefs are. And you don't know if your identity is going to be respected or right. well received so like when you're put in a situation that people have to go through like four or five interview rounds like they say they conduct backer checks they say mm-hmm. that they do all of these things to still let some of these like very blatant things kind of slip through the crack are um yeah are hard
1: yeah I mean I've, I think in the issue of how closely they vet these contestants has come up several times over the years like it's every season it's every season there's always somebody like i believe in hannah's season there was a guy and he had been like credibly accused of sexual assault or some type yeah. of assault of a woman or something like that um and he was lot. i mean hannah could have chose him luckily right. she didn't i mean he was also on bachelor in paradise but yeah. by the time that came out he was on two of their shows some right. you know what i'm saying and it's like is re- is really not fair and it's super irresponsible to let because those are not the type of things that you should let slip through the cracks like and, I, and obviously I have no knowledge of casting or what goes into that but if I had to guess based on the show's track record and some of the decisions that the producers have made I don't believe that white contestants are vetted as seriously as probably contestants of color and black contestants are I just do, do not believe that I don't think they would ever let them no. a- who had been credibly accused of assault on the show i don't believe that they would let a black man who would say a black panther which is obviously not even comparable to being a white Mm -hmm. supremacist but you know like they would they just wouldn't let they're not gonna let a black man who doesn't like white women on the show but they had no problem letting a white man who clearly has issues deep issues with black people he's a racist on the show. And I feel like I don't know if they just did it for drama or if they felt like it was some type of, oh, what about this angle? What if Rachel falls in love and he's right, a racist, right. but she changes him? It's like no black person is signing up to have to go through that type of emotional trauma of mm-hmm. even having to be in a yep. same in the same room. As, as a racist, let alone potentially falling for them if you're not asking the right questions because we've had those problems too mm-hmm. where the leads are not asking the right questions to the person they end up choosing. And now you're having to find out this person has like totally different morals, totally different political beliefs, all these differences between you. You're having to find that out after you've already publicly gotten engaged to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I will say um, easy- Tasha season was accused of sexual assault oh,
1: yeah so i mean, whatever happened with it so here's here's the point that yeah. i'm that i'm trying to bring up
0: with you the second that that happened bachelor nation like wiped him away they don't speak yeah. about him they didn't bring him on any other shows that's they didn't do anything which like listen great he shouldn't that's be given should a happen, platform but right?
1: why was leo on two different shows correct correct yeah. that's true you know oh, that's the gosh. that's why you know I totally forgot um, about him. Yeah,
0: exactly. We forgot about him, you know, as we should, but, <laughs> but so what ended up happening with Rachel is that halfway through Matt James's season, you could totally see she was a front runner. Mm-hmm. She, all of this information is coming out. People are asking her to speak on it. All of this stuff is going on. So there's this infamous, the infamous, what, um, you know, we'll call the, I don't know what we should call it, but an infamous interview, um, Rachel mm-hmm. Lindsay, after being on, um, going on the bachelorette she got, or
1: et yes yeah. Yeah, she, had yeah, a she job. got married mm-hmm.
0: she was a part of bachelor nation she did podcast hosting she went mm-hmm. on a bunch of their different shows then she was doing some stuff for espn she's done stuff for extra lots of stuff she's done mm-hmm. a lot of stuff but now she's on is it et or is it i think it's
1: et Yeah, i think it's extra actually and guys also there are two rachels so the rachel that matt chose is rachel kirkunel and the rachel we're talking about with the interview and who was the bachelorette is rachel Lindsay. oh yes see very confusing uh, yes i know
0: (laughs) (laughs) but um so so she was on an interview and chris harrison came on her and chris are obviously friends they've done multiple Mm -hmm. seasons lots of things together and she just kind of point blank asked them like Hey, like, you know, all this information has come out about
1: Rachel Kirkenau, like what's going on with him.
0: And he laid into her. Yeah,
1: He twisted himself into knots to defend that behavior. Say it was so long ago, even though at the time it was literally like two Two or three years Prior, like he did, I mean, he literally did backflips to defend his position, and I believe we he never. He did, he did get angry because I mean, I just feel like he's never truly kind of let it out, like where he lies politically, mm-hmm. except for in that conversation. It was just <laughs> very much on the front street. I mean, he had criticism of cancel culture, which typically only <laughs> comes from people who have to worry about getting canceled. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) He, yeah, he just went totally off the rails. He ended up being put on a break or I guess probably a suspension from the show. And months and months and months later, it was determined that he would not be returning to the show. And this is the man who had hosted all three iterations or all iterations of the show since day one, pretty much.
0: Yeah, I mean, he'd been with the show for over 20 different seasons, you know? Mm -hmm. um he was very crucial there have been lots of people who said they'll never watch again since chris harrison was there i think Mm -hmm. the best example of kind of what he said which i think is what to me is what personally like i I think he could have recovered had he not said is it bad that she went to an antebellum ball or is it bad that she went to it and she's on a season in 2020 Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's kind of making the difference to say, like, well, is it actually that bad? Or is it just that bad? Because, you know, now there's more public awareness around things.
1: Right, absolutely. Which, I mean, obviously, uh, people like him are not happy about public awareness around racism and uh, race issues. Because then when you have conversations like this, you end up really talking out your ass and, you know, losing your job. But nobody should feel bad for him. I heard he got a payout that was in the oh, he got years or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something he got
0: say. millions. He also like, he runs his own like uh, menswear ring mm-hmm. collection. He has a wine collection. Mm-hmm. And I think he's like in the talks last I heard that like he might be hosting another reality type show.
1: The point is there's no really such thing as being canceled. So Honestly. everybody who, you know, is all up in a rage over cancel culture chris harrison is doing just fine he actually left this situation richer than when he got into it so yeah (laughs) yeah and i mean it was it was really bad it was even to the point where even rachel Mm Kirkanell, who was at the center of all this had came out and spoke out publicly against him defending her
0: yeah so yeah yeah, it
1: it got really bad and so her and Matt they did break up on the after the final roles which is like the wrap-up episode the final episode of every season but now they are together they got back together not too long after I always really felt like he got back with yeah broke up with her for the show and for the public's sake because I do feel like he was genuinely embarrassed for that to be the person that he chose and for her to be the one person out of that cast who had that in her past i do think that was embarrassing to him as a black man clearly not that embarrassing because he did end up getting back with her and they're happy learned and grew and i'm not saying that she's not capable of that or people are not capable of that about that but they do seem happy so kudos to them but once again we have never had a black person choose a black person on this show and now we are up to three black leads and is it fair that they have that pressure that nobody else has absolutely not but at the same time and especially as a black viewer of this show we want to see a black love story especially because of all the race issues of they have surrounded the show. I mean, there are seasons of The Bachelor, if you go back years, that literally had zero black people on the cast. Like zero. Yeah. You can look back at cast photos where they did not even put a black person on the cast up until Rachel Lindsay. A black person had never even made it to, to hometowns. So mm-hmm. a black family had never even been shown on the show up until Rachel yeah. Lindsay season. Or like um she was on with uh Nick Baiou but yeah, yeah
0: Nick just- <laughs> I will say I will okay. say um cuz we we got on the subject of cancel culture but mm-hmm. I think now again do I think I will be BFFs with Rachel Kirkinell? absolutely not mm-hmm. but I will say I do think she did a very good job of what like someone who gets quote unquote canceled like I think she did a really good job in kind of coming, not coming back from it, but like Mm -hmm. she very openly like shared, Hey, here is what I'm going through. Like, here are the books that I'm reading. Here is the information Mm -hmm. I'm seeking out. Here's why, what I did wrong. And like where I'm learning, like here are resources for you. And like, she did it on public posts. She went live with it. She saved things and like kept it in her main feed. Now, you know, definitely not excusing any of the things that came up in the past, but like. I think we do have to give her a little credit to say, like you know she is on her own journey of unlearning, and yep. because she got quote unquote canceled in a public way, I think it's very important that if you mess up in public, you need to also apologize in public at least that's my Absolutely. personal I um, think so too
1: yes and that's my. I personal think- opinion. Chris Harrison shooting himself in the foot, he really took all the attention away from her as well. I think that that has had a lot to do with why she was able to bounce back from that. And I mean, obviously let's be honest, the vast majority of the people watching the bachelor They were not even people that she needed forgiveness from because they are people who, from the jump, felt there was nothing wrong with what she did. There are a lot of people, the majority of people, probably in Bachelorette, probably found nothing wrong with what Chris Harrison said either. You know, Mm -hmm. there is a reason that this show has been so overwhelmingly white and that's because the audience is overwhelmingly white viewers and the producers were making a show for that audience they were not making a show for people of color and they were not going to make a show for people of color or for black people until until basically reality in the world and the state of the usa kind of forced their hand and that's when they had they were forced to be inclusive to the rest of us you know what yes. I'm saying like it didn't come 100%. organically it didn't become come because they wanted to and yes I'm saying all this and I do watch the show exactly. and that is something exactly. I wrestle with <laughs> it is it's truly something that I wrestle with in watching the show I do yeah
0: but I think if like but I think that's what like if people weren't questioning the show if we mm-hmm. didn't have the petition that went up if we didn't have the mandates that came out for change none of it would have happened you know yeah. and so like yeah. for our bachelor to be as big as it is we have people on dancing with the stars there are multiple podcasts again people come off the show become influencers mm-hmm. like i think we are allowed to critique it and we should absolutely
1: be. and we should we can, still, mm-hmm. we can
0: still also like love it because yeah. i love
1: it i do too. <laughs> i do too i really do but- i i can't stand a lot of things about it but i do enjoy it and i can honestly say that had they stayed on in the direction that they were in when I initially watched watched the show, I don't think I would have stayed interested in it. I yeah. think eventually I would have got to the point where you know what, it kind of sucks that there is never any black people yeah. who are genuine you know, who are on this show and who and they they're never casting people who genu- like obviously Peter Peter is not dating a black woman, right? Like he he's never gonna date but and his season was actually historic and it had been the season with the most black people black and none well none black people casted ever this man yeah. who was never gonna date a not white person yeah who do you bring
0: this to his panel for natasha
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> uh, <I guess. laughs> um, but let's talk a little bit about black love because we mm-hmm. did get some black love now we'll say exactly. this after matt james's season katie went on katie and blake are together they're engaged i thought it was mm-hmm. a super boring season I yeah, don't think much that came from it.
1: Oh, I was over <laughs> it, it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They got engaged. But um, so, usually, what happens, I feel like it's been a, I mean, it's been the past two years have been what we have been experiencing in life. Yeah. So, normally, the cadence that happens is you have Bachelor in like the January to like March range. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we take a little bit of a break and then we have, is it bachelor in bachelorette. paradise and then
1: bachelorette no it's, you, is it it's, bachelorette. it's usually bachelorette first they've changed okay. it because of everything right but originally so then, originally it was so then
0: you get bachelorette more yes. in the uh
1: like between like it'll start airing in like may or june and then mm-hmm. it'll go off in july and then july august and then bachelor in paradise will jump into in, like august august and then we kind
0: of have a break between like august and january and then they have bachelor so Mm -hmm.
1: bachelor in paradise is
0: super cool it's probably one of my favorites i love Mm -hmm. bachelorette and i love um well actually i love all three because i love the guys on bachelor bachelorette Mm -hmm. um but anyway um you know what
1: that's that's a good question (laughs) okay so how would you rank all three shows (sighs) <sighs> what's your favorite of the three, and what's your least favorite? I'm not counting winter games because yeah, 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 that's that's, that's just something.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. So my favorite is probably Bachelorette because like okay. we get a bunch of hot guys, and yes. then like you know, that's who I am. That's where that's where we are. You know, and I do like the whole like I like as much as I don't like it. I like the whole idea of like one person on their love story, right? Mm-hmm. So I like that the most. Then definitely my next one is Bachelor in Paradise. And Mm -hmm. so for anyone who's never watched Bachelor in Paradise, they bring on like five girls and five guys and it's Mm -hmm. like mix and mingle,
1: you know? And so- Who are from the previous seasons of Bachelor and Bachelorette, yep. Correct.
0: And so they're mixing and mingling and then they're also bringing in additional people and like people are getting voted off and people mm-hmm. are coming back in. So I like that one because it actually makes me believe in bachelor nation. Like mm-hmm. I, the most successes that have come have been from bachelor in paradise, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, and it's funny cause I read a statistic the other day while I was prepping for this, that was like bachelor has like a 40 or like either 35 or 40% like success rate. It's very but it's like- low. Mm-hmm. which is very low but also like it all comes from bachelor in paradise
1: you mm-hmm. know yeah um, exactly from the actual show the bachelor i want to say there's maybe only two or three couple there are only a couple of bachelors who are still with their final choice and it's like 24 seasons 20 something seasons of the yeah. bachelor who is right.
0: it technically technically matt and
1: rachel ari and lauren who he didn't see i don't think her. that she's i don't think they're counted in that because Jason was Jason Mesnick, yeah.
0: But he also didn't pick his
1: first choice. He picked his second choice. Yeah, Sean Lowe. Sean <laughs> Lowe. That's the one I can think of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's The, the men are bad. Yeah. Picking, put, yeah. <laughs> they're they're um, bad at picking the one. The, the rate on The Bachelorette is way better. A lot of them are still with their final choice, actually. Yeah.
0: But then Bachelor. But then, like, I also really like Bachelor because you obviously know that one has the largest budget of the three. So, like, you get way mm-hmm. more excited dates and way more exciting things that are going on. But what about you?
1: What's your, what's your order? Okay. So up until this last season of Bachelor in Paradise, if you would have asked me this like three months ago, Bachelor in Paradise was my number one, because I like how they're all on an even playing field for once. It's not 30 people going after one person. It's five people going after five people. And then they Mm -hmm. add in a couple more men and a couple more women. Like the dynamics are just way more even. And it just is generally a way more fun and less serious show like you know it's fine to be there for hookups and Mm -hmm. all that and maybe not necessarily find your person like I just feel like the atmosphere is just so much more relaxed and goofy and fun like even just look at the intro it's insane so bachelor in paradise was my number one up until a couple of months and then definitely (laughs) the bachelorette and then the bachelor I like the best I like all three but yeah yeah I like the bachelorette more than the bachelor generally So let's
0: talk about this Bachelor in Paradise season and how it took away Bachelor in Paradise as your top.
1: (laughs) It was just so much. And it's like, okay, so just like we kind of talked about at the beginning of the episode, there was an issue with a couple so-called being on there for the wrong reasons. Oh gosh, I I wanted to forget about them. I know, (laughs) I know. And you know, people like, especially the audience, really the audience has had just full on pitchforks about this whole situation which it was a bad situation and I really hate that you know Natasha got dragged into it and she got her feelings hurt um but this issue about and I was so happy I heard a few podcasts talk about this that there was just such vitriol for people who are on there for fame, and literally everybody is on there for fame. Yeah, literally yeah. everybody is on there for fame. It there is no other show where that is more obvious than on Bachelor in Paradise. Right. You're literally just going to extend your 15 minutes of fame, get a couple more thousand, hundred thousand, ten thousand, whatever followers on um Instagram and really kind of build up your brand because. Most of the time, those couples do not end up to like a lot. The majority of the people who come to the beach do not leave there engaged and in a relationship.
0: Yeah, and so for context, just what Meg's talking about, there was a couple, Brandon and Piper, who were dating prior to being on Bachelor in Paradise. But kind then of, it,
1: they say kind of, official. it's sticky, it's but it's weird. Yeah,
0: but they were like kind of dating to get to come onto the beach because they knew that they would increase their following. Mm-hmm. Brandon got there first. He was there for like two or three weeks before Brandon, Piper showed up. You him Brandon? Oh, Brandon? Oh, <laughs> Brandon? <laughs> the man has been dragged enough. Can we get his yeah, name? I know we got got to give him his name right, but um. Yeah, so he came on and he was like casually dating Natasha. Um, and they like she was really excited about it, but she then was. Piper showed up and mm-hmm. then he like left Natasha and then there was just all of these they're all mic'd at this all the time, as is everyone on Bachelor Nation or yeah. in Bachelor World. But um they like there was this one conversation where she was where Piper was like, I'm gonna gain like 40,000 followers from this and like oh you know then we'll get all these brand deals it's and
1: so hard what? Yeah. and it's like it was- I've the like I said, I I've, and I think a lot of people have identified that the worst part of that was just the using of Natasha that Brendan did the dragging her along the kind of leading her on even though at the time when I was watching the episodes in real time I was kind of hard on Natasha because I was like okay I just always felt like it was very obvious right that, he did not on the same him. page as her I feel like she was always having like kind of like internal conversations with the camera basically kind of questioning his interest and everybody knew about the existence of Piper and that there had been mm-hmm. some rumblings online about him and Piper dating and hanging out and all these things so I felt like okay Natasha went into this knowing all this so but at the, but then I've been able to kind of take a step back and kind of understand like I have been that girl I yeah. have been the girl who was really really into somebody and even when it could have been obvious to other people that that person was not into me it was not obvious to me I was just taking whatever he said at face value right and yeah. me, and that's literally the exact same thing that Natasha was doing and it's like how can you blame her look at Brendan she probably wanted so bad for him to reciprocate because he right. is gorgeous he oh, had a gorgeous. great reputation at the Got time that he was just really sweet amazing guy like she probably was oh. really really hoping that he was going to be her person so she like most of us do ignored those red flags ignored those rumblings about piper and just took everything he said at, right
0: at, at face value which like why wouldn't you right exactly. if you yeah. are like someone who you know and i know natasha has done a lot of therapy has done a lot of like personal growth and so she's like hey i'm gonna take someone at their face value because that's what they're mm-hmm. telling me who am i to like listen to these rumors if i have this yeah. amazing person in front of me and what sucks is that like it came back not at her fault but like you know yeah. it came back but um on this season of bachelor in paradise we did get three engaged
1: couples we did and we did <laughs> and i'm so excited one oh. of them is our very first black couple oh Yes, wow, black couple. It's I mean, amazing. finally, I know it's crazy. It, it, and then <laughs> once again, going back to Peter and how much I cannot stand him. So the black woman, Marissa, he sent her home night night one. one. I know. I is first of all, she is drop dead gorgeous and she seems like the sweetest human the on sweetest. earth. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally felt like he kept some black women around just for the sake of the show. The producers probably let him know, like, hey you can't you can't let all of them go you got to keep a couple just for you know like for the optics if nothing else but yeah so he let her go and so Riley her Mm. fiance he was a part of Claycia's season was he there when Claire was there at all or did he come in just for Tayshia I don't remember he
0: came in he didn't come in he was there for the from the beginning so yeah they did this weird thing during Clacia's season where they brought on like five new guys just for um yeah just for the drama but he he made it I think he was like top five I mean he made it pretty far on her he season. did
1: he did make it pretty far yeah. he also and lives in are... New York
0: maybe I'll go get coffee with him too
1: Girl, I'm <laughs> and Michael and Marissa gonna prove with that <laughs> oh my gosh but yes yeah, so Riley and Marissa are together and they are so cute I'm just like and they had chemistry from night um, one the second from- the absolute jump. Like I was kind of nervous for Marissa watching it because I was like, "Oh my gosh, Riley, you better not change up on her." If somebody right. new comes in, like your eye, bet like, but he never faltered mm-hmm. on his interest on her at all. It kind of seemed like a little bit like uh, when Demar came on. I feel like it wow. was a little interesting. Oh,
0: yeah. So, did I let you know, um, Demar used to be my cycle bar instructor.
1: Yeah, when, okay, so you told me this when it was airing because I believe yeah. we were in each other DMs or yeah, something duh, like that. As, as we are during like, every season. Girl, yeah, so Damar was on
0: Kate Claycia's season. Um, I'm, he's like probably 28, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. he wasn't super, he wasn't very old at all. Mm-hmm. But um, when I was in college, he was teaching at the cycle bar right across from my school and he only ever did like 5.30 a.m. classes. Mm-hmm. And like who in college gets up at 5.30? But I right. said- that man will have his shirt off during the cycle I barn gotta classes. Go. And I gotta even though it. John Michael is the love of my life, but like, he is abroad right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have girl, to go. To
1: I, I mean, said, there's nothing wrong with a little eye candy. Okay. Exactly.
0: I said, <laughs> and it put me in the best shape of my life. Like Demar said, great. You got to turn up the resistance. I said, whatever you say,
1: Damar. Oh, <laughs> what state was this in? What state were you in for undergrad? South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. So is he from the South? Do you know anything about him?
0: <laughs> I had known absolutely nothing about him besides the fact <laughs> that he was my cycle bar instructor, but That's it was not- funny because I was watching the promo. It was like during the pandemic when they had done the promo and I was up mm-hmm. a ridiculous hour at night because I probably had stress and was like stress cleaning. And mm-hmm. I said, that is Damar, because they make, um, when you go on to The Bachelor, they make you, when you're recording, you have to set all of your social accounts to private, but, like, I had followed him, because he would post, like, this is when my class times are, like, this is what I'm doing, here's what's on, and so it was funny, because I, like, went onto his page, and I was, like, I mean, I'm I'm following him, like, I can see, you know, he hasn't been active, and then, like, I was like, okay, yeah, DeMar is gonna be on there, so that's my my, oh my one gosh. claim to
1: the bachelor nation. He has a great <laughs> personality too. He was just great, the total package. And I'm I'm very upset that he didn't end up with anybody. I feel like him and Natasha might have been yeah. really cute together. I thought they should have brought him on night
0: first day to the beach.
1: You know. I think they should bring everybody on the first day on the beach. (laughs) I hate, I hate that trope of, oh my gosh, we're going to bring in new people to see if it makes other people's eyes want to, I feel like that's why you got the issue of Piper and Brendan, because had they had Piper been brought on day one with Brendan, they would have got together on night one. And then we would have been celebrating an engagement of them at the end of the season. And nobody would have cared that they had been together previously but since since Brendan basically had to force his way into staying he had to make sure there he had to make sure there was somebody for him to get a role and I'm definitely not saying that he didn't have a choice we all had choices and he chose to do that which he shouldn't have but I mean, that is the whole trope of the show that you you basically have to stay so you can see who comes and other people ended up having some issues because of that also. So it was just so dumb. It was just, I I really hate that part of the show. I wish they would just start off with everybody who's going to be there, see how people mix and mingle, or you can maybe do things like on, like on X on the beach or on different dating shows mm-hmm. they'll do things where okay these two people may be in a couple but they'll have some type of competition and so these two people random people end up having to go on a date and then you kind of see their chemistry like I wish they would do things like that to kind of you know facilitate the drama rather than just bringing in new people every couple of days it's just yeah. so boring to me I'm just yeah. so over that because then, yeah you know if you come in the week before the finale you're not gonna find love you're not not gonna get engaged it's no, no. point it's no yeah point. so they they
0: bring on so each week so one week the guys have the roses and they mm-hmm. give them out to the girls and the next week the girls have the roses and they give them out to the guys and they bring in a whole bunch of people yep during it to try to stir things up but um
1: typically people give the same roles to the same people every yeah week. and it's always I always like the
0: people who get engaged
1: are the people who meet from the night one you know exactly it is that's exactly who gets engaged i mean think <laughs> about like Jacenia. She yeah. liked Ivan until she didn't when the other guy, Connor, yeah. is that his name? Couldn't even tell you. I don't That's even how remember. I remember. But but there were rumblings about them having talked at the very least outside of the show. So was she just with Ivan until he got there? Like was she just using Ivan? Like there was just so many questions about different people doing that exact same thing. I'm just like can we just stop this nonsense like they got to change it up but this show is not good at changing at
0: all <laughs> as we can they
1: see as you can see as we
0: yes. can see so we got our first love story with Riley and Marissa they're mm-hmm. super happy but she was so sweet I've heard her talk on a couple podcasts and she was yeah. like I just love him and it does you can tell you can just tell we also mm-hmm. got
1: um Kenny and Mari that I'm was so, a shocker. I honestly. did not, all the twists and turns that they went through, I never would have, I would have yeah. bet against the, those two getting so, engaged. So yeah. I'm happy for them, but we're going to see. Kenny what, Mari, I think they both came them. in
0: night one. They kind of liked each other. And then there was another girl. And so Kenny got with another girl.
1: <laughs> After Mari had kind of dumped him. Yeah. It was he got weird. With another, yeah, it was a lot of, it was a lot of mess.
0: And then he also went on that date with Tia. So yeah. then he like casually dated three people and then got back together with Mari. Mm-hmm. but hey
1: they're together they're doing their thing if i had to choose one couple who was the most likely to break up after this <laughs> it would be kenny and marie i'm gonna a pray for them still girl but <laughs> they would they were too rocky it's like okay you're rocky in this perfect world scenario basically where you really don't have a lot of real world issues and you still find a way to have real wow. world issues like other people it, The real world is gonna be tough, especially if I don't even know their situation. I don't know if they live in the same city and state, which is an issue that a lot of bachelor nation couples have where they just live in opposite parts of the country. Yeah, like
0: oh, and then that goes right into our third couple who got engaged. So we got Serena and Joe. Joe was on Becca's season, Serena made it to the final four of Matt's Mm -hmm. season. Um, Joe's also like, he hosts a bachelor nation podcast. He's like, another
1: one who went home on night one. Night one. And everybody was like, Becca, what are you? Doing? <laughs> I, I really liked him from the yeah. beginning. So I couldn't believe that he went home so quickly. Yeah.
0: So, and then they got engaged, but like she lives in Canada and he lives in Chicago.
1: I feel like I, I want to say people have said they're in the same time zone somehow at the very least, which is Good. progress from his previous <laughs> relationship, because on the last season of Bachelor in Paradise, because it's literally been like two years at this point since we had a season of Bachelor in Paradise because of COVID, he ended up getting with Another girl from yeah. another season, Kendall, they didn't get engaged on the beach, but they did date for like a year or two yeah. and what ultimately ended up breaking them up was her living in California and being dedicated to staying there and him living in Chicago and being dedicated to staying there so yeah, so he has had that issue before, but I'm thinking that maybe with Serena, maybe she has some flexibility in her living situation that Kendall yeah. didn't have well, possibly serena
0: Serena's pretty young, I think Serena's like. 24, 25. And yes. Joe's like 40, which no, like, he
1: is not that old. He's like, thirty <laughs> two. I can't
0: <laughs> no, I have to Google it yeah. now. Cause they kept saying that he and, um, he, they kept saying he and, uh, Kenny were
1: they're the name? oldest, but they are, he um, is not as old as Kenny. Kenny is 40. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Look, I'm 32 also you can so you can't be pushing us up to 40. No, no, no. Then. Okay, he's 35, okay? It's 35 nice. closer so, yeah. to 32 or 40? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, I, but uh, at the same time, yeah. this situation might be different because I feel like we've all probably experienced this being in different relationships. You're willing to make sacrifices for the right person in the right situation yeah. that maybe you were not willing to make. So maybe on some level he knew that him and Kendall were not meant yeah. for all that. And so he wasn't willing to make those sacrifices for oh. her. Maybe. I mean, he has literally called Serena the love of his life. No, on Saturday, they're really
0: sweet. They're really was,
1: sweet. It is so it's, it's super sweet. I'm super happy for them. <laughs> but for Kendall, that would cut me. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't like if I saw like the because she has called Joe the love of her life too. To yeah. see the love of my life get on, get engaged on television and to be super happy, super pumped about it. Oh my
0: God. I know. Well, and also too. So, what they did this season of Bachelor in Paradise, they brought Kendall back to the beach. So, Joe and Kendall were both on the beach, messy. That and then they even brought down Kendall, like he was going to propose to Serena and like. He thought Serena was walking up and it was Kendall and she like gave him her blessing. Messy. See, this
1: is when the show <laughs> does too damn much, because first of all, if I'm Serena, I'm like, did you need your ex's permission or a no. blessing? No, hell no. You did not. And I don't think he needed it either. I think had it been his way, that never would have happened. Yeah. Like that was purely for the drama of the show. And if I was Kendall, if I had any regrets about this season, it would be that i let the producers talk me into doing that and i've yeah. heard rumblings that she does feel like she got played and she was way yeah. too trusting um For of sure. the producers in that situation because at the end of the day these are real people and sometimes real feelings are involved and her and joe were a legitimate real life yeah. couple you know so and so he she basically had to watch him Get engaged to somebody he had been hanging out with for what, like a month or so at that Uh, point? After they had been together for two years. Goodness. Oh my God. Messy, (laughs) messy. (laughs) So messy, so messy. But yeah, overall, this, like I said, the reason why I'm going to give Bachelor in Paradise another chance, obviously, I don't have a choice, but I feel (laughs) like this season got way too bogged down with drama and messiness. And I really hate when Bachelor Nation gets involved and really turns on people. That's just such a turn off for me, because unless somebody does like something, I'm not even going to say that, because like, even when the whole Rachel Kirknell situation happened, I wasn't getting out my pitchfork and jumping in her DMs and writing nasty. Like I'm just not that type of person. So anytime people are starting to be like that, it kind of makes me almost defensive of that person, even though I wasn't with her at all, but I was just like, y'all doing too much. Like it's a TV show at the end of the day. And these are real people (laughs) with real feelings, like chill out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I hated that it, that bachelor in paradise had this element of, it wasn't fun drama to me. Mm -mm. It was just too much. Yeah.
0: Yeah for mm-hmm. sure. So our next season that we have coming up, Whee! Michelle, I'm, so, I'm excited. so excited.
1: I feel I'm like so she excited. will be a
0: great person to not have all the drama that we have been yes. experiencing mm-hmm. literally for the past two years. So, um, mm-hmm. Michelle is our next bachelorette. She mm-hmm. is a gorgeous, confident, strong mm-hmm. black woman. She, mm-hmm. um, came from Matt James's season. She was mm-hmm. the runner up on Matt James's season. She's a teacher,
1: a basketball mm-hmm. star. What else? Everything. She's everything. <laughs> She's just everything and like I I was so devastated when he chose Rachel. I was just like yeah. Michelle was right there. Michelle was right there. Bree was right there. Like he really chose Rachel oh. over some really incredible mm. black women mm. and I mean I'm gonna be real. We already all knew from the jump from the soon as the season started. We knew that if Matt James has a type it's not black women (laughs) and he basically told us on night one because he talked about the pressure that he felt to choose a black person It's like why do you feel pressure unless you that's not what you probably gonna want but whatever hey we're past
0: that that. anyway exactly
1: we we have put Um. Matt James in the
0: past we are all on to michelle so yeah already michelle's probably one of my favorite bachelorettes because she's actually asked to be the bachelorette and again like we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier here normally it comes on in like the may june Mm -hmm. time frame but she actually ended up saying i'd love to be the bachelorette but i am a teacher and my students come first and so i yeah yeah she said i will not leave my students in like they already have so much turmoil so yep that. It's why katie was She's the, the real
1: one yeah, yeah that's exactly why because katie i mean i feel like michelle was obviously their first choice in who they really wanted mm-hmm. and katie unfortunately kind of got the filler season which yeah. you can see by the promo My and jet. the budget <laughs> like they literally recorded they like the promo of katie stuff in like a studio somewhere and michelle yeah. is in like this amazing mansion and yeah. Yeah. gowns and beautiful gowns and all that so Sorry, I'm so sorry, Katie. So <laughs> yeah, sorry. Kate, you still got the. So a sorry, you got the
0: filler season. I'm so right. happy you got Blake, but yes, yes. you got a He's filler amazing. season. Yes,
1: yeah. she, she did get the filler season, but yeah, I am. So, yeah, like you said, Michelle's already going to be one of my favorite bachelors, if not my favorite, probably my favorite, because not only because she's a black woman, obviously, but there are very few people who I feel like come into this role, and I truly believe that they want love out of it. And yeah. I truly, but especially in the way that she's still so invested in her students, so invested in her career, which is teaching. I just truly, truly believe that she is not just there for the notoriety. I always believe that she will, even on that season, I truly believe that she was there for him. And that she really wanted to be with him. And I truly believe that she wants love. And so I think she's going to find it. And I don't know. I think it's going to be. Yeah. Right, so all I know, best. I'm excited for a season, but all I know is if I don't look
0: like Michelle on my wedding day, as she does in these promos, Throw um, wedding away. Throw I'm wedding the,
1: away. The wedding's done. It's all It's off. Done, Michael. We're going to the courthouse. So we're not doing <laughs> We will oh, never, I, will. these pictures
0: will never see the light of day unless I look as amazing
1: as Michelle does Girl, in all of her promos. <laughs> are, you are, you are. I have faith. I have faith. <laughs> but yeah, so this season is going to be really, really fun. um So, do we know if they're able to do any traveling again? Because, like we said, we have not gotten any sort of traveling since Peter's season. Every season has been at some type of resort or wow. something. Do you know anything about that? So
0: I have heard that they're doing like domestic traveling. So at least, mm-hmm. so prior to Peter's season, half of the allure of going on the bachelor's, they would take you to Thailand and Australia and like it Germany is, oh and my God. Costa Rica. It's like they, they would go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think they're doing anything international because I know there's just yeah. like lots of things it's going so on. Nice. Um, but I think they are doing some domestic travel, which will be nice. I think, nice. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely tired of like, the resort, um,
1: it's awful. It is. Yeah. I mean, the travel is such a huge part of the show that I didn't even realize because that's fun for the audience, too. Like, these are places that m- the typical person has yeah. never been to Thailand, has never right. been to France. Like, we, you know what I'm saying? We may never even yeah. go to those places. So we're living vicariously through yeah. these young, beautiful people. Okay. Yeah. So you take that away and it's like, oh, this. And thing. then you're like,
0: oh, we actually have to think about everything that's going on and who these people are. Like, <laughs> oh, and the
1: dates, the dates are so boring boring oh without gosh, yeah. the travel aspect of it it is just ugh, it's, it's hideous so yeah so at least some domestic travel makes me feel yeah. better about it because there are a lot of cool places in the continental US to go to and to see and sight so I think they can make that really fun and if anybody deserves that aspect of the show to be brought back for them it's Michelle it's Michelle yep
0: it's Michelle for sure so ABC released their cast of guys mm-hmm. feel like we have a good
1: slate I think so too. Who are your favorites? My favorites are, so the first person that caught my eye, his name was, is Casey. Okay. He is 36. He is from Miami, Florida. He is, he looks older than 36 to me. If I had to guess, I would have saw him and I would have thought he was 40 because he already has a little bit of gray hair, <laughs> which is sexy. Um, he is a advertising creative director. And I don't know, it's like he's, he, he obviously works out. Um, yeah, he keeps himself in a good shape. And I just see Michelle is going to be with an athletic man. She has oh, to be. She's sure. such an athletic woman. She loves sports. She loves playing basketball. She's gonna be with an athletic man. And yeah, Casey caught my eye. He's he's a he's a zaddy. He's a zaddy for sure. Yes, he, he is. I I might have
0: caught my eye if I had taken ten more minutes to look.
1: <laughs> no, fine. Did you? Can you bring them up? Are you bringing them up now? Oh no, I have mine. I I okay, picked good. my three. Okay. Okay. Um, So what's your, who's give me one of yours. We'll just, okay. So
0: one of mine, I will say it's a little, like I chose people solely based off of looks. And then like, I got a little bit into their bios and then I was like, "Mm," you know, so these are like more for me than more for Michelle, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, okay. So the first one I have is Pardeep. So he is 30 neuroscientist. Amazing um okay yeah they're cute look at the jawline you know yes yes um and he's also studying the brain right now to find to cure like parkinson's and alzheimer's so that right there
1: right so he's like very interesting
0: exactly so um he they said he loves to sleep in on saturdays Mm -hmm. me saying he he loves new years because he loves new beginnings. I said, are you a planner? Because same, same.
1: <laughs> get, your, get your 2022 planner ready. Exactly. Ready.
0: Who are you using this year? Right. Um, and he doesn't enjoy sitting on park benches that um, kind of weird, but well, he's cute enough. And like, is a neuroscientist that will let it go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They just have to <laughs> find something quirky to throw yeah. in there. I, I see the appeal of him. For you, yeah. I do not see the appeal from her. I think he's interesting. Uh, no. I think she'll have some great conversations with him. I, I don't think he'll make her. it very far. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it far, but definitely he has to at least make it past night one because he seems like a sweetheart. So also in New nice York, should probably go and get coffee with him too. So if he doesn't yes. make
0: it off the show, <laughs> I
1: mean, we're literally just creating friendships for you as literally. we speak. We just have to get exactly. in touch with these people. Okay. <laughs> all right so my next one what his name, next is name is nate n-a-y-t he is on
0: mine too he's my number two
1: yes, yes okay so we can both talk about him okay so he's from austin texas he's a sales executive and he is 27 also um
0: so good looking six
1: foot eight i didn't even oh wow that's a, <laughs> that's a lot of man <laughs> Woo, okay <laughs> Oh my gosh, they call him, they, he, they
0: said in his bio, they say mm-hmm. he is a six foot, eight inch Adonis of a man. Oh
1: my gosh. <laughs> what if he also likes edible arrangements? I love edible arrangements. Actually. Okay, so, you
0: can send me an edible arrangement whenever you like.
1: Period, period. But yeah, okay, so he is He is a great smile. He is very yeah. hot and sexy. I can see he has some like t- chest tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he is Michelle's person. But I, think I think she, he'll make it far. I think he'll make it far because, yeah, she's gonna take one look at him and that height, and she's gonna say, um, "Hometowns, if not fantasy suites."
0: <laughs> yeah, if for sure, fantasy suites, and yes. So Absolutely.
1: I, I think he'll go
0: pretty far because they said his dream woman is outgoing, spontaneous, and I don't love that they use this, but has enough swagger of her own to keep up with him. Um, so like, well, I don't love the wording. Right. Of,
1: I don't <laughs> there yes. Yeah. I feel like
0: that like describes
1: Michelle you know absolutely absolutely yes yes and like oh, said, look, his, his height alone looking... will get him far yeah. so exactly what his height like?
0: it, the the last sentence of his bio says Nate is looking for a teammate for life oh that's sweet
1: mm, that is sweet yeah. yeah I think he'll go he's, far he's a high I think
0: he'll, I think he's top three for sure
1: I think so too I think so too okay who is your uh your last guy I can't believe we have
0: one in common. Look Look at us. (laughs) Um, So my last guy is Ryan. Now, I will say a huge reason why I chose Ryan is because Mm -hmm. they said he loves spreadsheets. And so like the type A. (laughs)
1: Lord, (laughs) Um, you are not the bachelorette. You already (laughs) have a fiance. I know, I know. But listen, (laughs) listen, listen. The type
0: A of me like loves that. And like also feels like, you know, Michelle's a teacher. She has a lot of things going on. Like, you know, needs someone who's really good at like organization and like problem solving. I just feel like people who are good with Excel can do that.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I agree. And his bio says that he is enthusiastic about cuddling. So I think romance is going to be his thing. And I mean, who doesn't love like a romantic guy because so few guys are actually- Uh,
0: Listen listen to his bio. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is who we need on reality and wine okay. ryan is a planner who creates lists for all endeavors that he
1: pursues i love that oh ryan, my gosh ryan. ryan come on the pod uh, yes yes <laughs> how far do we see ryan making it what do you think about him
0: i see he's kind of probably like a middle of the the tier type of guy you know like i think, so like, I think he'll, mm-hmm. he'll 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 go pretty like i think we'll we'll see enough about him mm-hmm. um yeah yeah that's what I think
1: I think, so I think too. we'll see him in
0: the middle of the so road too. I don't think his like top four material at all but like mm-hmm. I also could see him I think he's attractive enough to like go on the beach you know I like I could so see too. him as a VIP character not yep. character yep. they're not characters they're human <laughs> people
1: on the <laughs> but- <laughs> show they are characters <laughs> but yeah I, I agree I agree okay so my last one Okay, it's his name is Joe. He's from <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's a real estate developer and he's oh. 28. Uh when I saw him, I instantly saw like I think this guy if he has a really good personality like he kind of looks like he does and he's an introvert which I personally really appreciate I think I could see him and Michelle together for some reason I don't know he has beautiful eyes like beautiful features I feel like
0: he's like seems so sincere
1: he gives me husband vibes whereas (laughs) our other boo Nate gives me like hot hookup vibes yeah, i'm not even gonna 100%. Lie to you but joe is given like a good good husband vibes to me yeah so he seems very like reliable mm-hmm. dependable you know yeah yeah where is michelle from originally do we know i can google it i think she's from minneapolis did i make that up that, that not- that's another i think she i think she is too but i'm not sure and so they're if they're from the same city and state also come on i love she's from um minnesota <laughs> See, so they're from the same state. I feel like that is, yeah. And I didn't even know that before. So I feel like having that in common, being from the same place, obviously when you're thinking about post-show relationships, the fact that they already live in the same state is gonna be a major plus for them like I said he gives husband he is so cute um I just I just see her really liking him for some reason I see him did it very very far maybe top two if not I'm gonna just say it he's my choice for her to be for him Ooh. to be her final pick Ooh, I'm, I'm putting, okay. it in, putting it in but- a stone if he goes home night one <laughs> I'm gonna just be a clown and it's <laughs> I think on this
0: season, I think he's a contender because I think on, well, I mean, besides the fact that he's super attractive, but I also mm-hmm. think on this season, we're going to get a black love story. And I, so
1: too.
0: I am very, I'm hopeful for that. I'm also mm-hmm. hopeful. Like we got one with Riley and Marissa, which was great. Again, we yes. needed it, but like, yes. you know, they weren't the main focus of the beach, you know? Yeah. And so this will be, I think there will be something so beautiful and something mm-hmm. so amazing Mm-hmm. To watch, first off, a Black woman just like fall in love and, you know, yes. be, you know, her own person, mm-hmm. have multiple suitors, have like do all of that. Um, and if you yep. do get a Black love story on top of that, just to, I to cake. That, you yeah.
1: know it's I'm I'm gonna be happy for Michelle no matter what and I definitely think that she is going to end up with a fiance after this but like you yeah. know it's just gonna be the extra icing on the cake if she's a <laughs> black man I'm not even gonna lie exactly. especially if it's my boo Joe <laughs> oh my gosh I love him I love oh him so much I know so what about um, let's pick one person who we definitely think is going home on night one I've already I already have my pick so I'll go ahead and tell you why yeah you're, while you're thinking about it Martin, he has like, like, um, be- bleach blonde hair and like highlights and he's like a personal trainer from miami like if there was ever a person who was just on the show for the quote-unquote wrong reasons i think it's him i don't think he is- he's interested in michelle and i don't think that she will be interested in him at all like he feels like especially and i know i'm not trying to like stereotype anybody because of where they're from but the fact that he is from miami and he's a personal trainer it's just giving superficial a little bit to me and no shade to my wow. Miami people, but it's that personal trainer aspect on top of it. Plus the blonde highlights. He's just given pretentious, egotistical. He may be a sweetheart, but I'm going literally just based off of how he looks and I could see Michelle being like, uh, uh-uh, uh no, yeah. it's a no. <laughs> so Yeah,
0: no, that's a good
1: one. I think if
0: I had to pick one, I, I mean, I'm just doing this in 10 seconds, but mm-hmm. Brian, 31 okay. NFL player he just looks like a goober to me <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know goober <laughs> is the perfect word for it oh and I bet he's so sweet but I bet yeah. he's so sweet
0: but he just kind of looks like I don't know another word but like you know
1: is he an NFL player NFL player or is he an NFL player like colton her, or dale who i it, the, i it, probably like
0: think it's like it colton and okay. the type of, like maybe he did play an nfl season yeah. and then it didn't work out or something happened yeah. but
1: like you know i mean he's very smart since brian loves philosophy and would love to ask socrates a few questions you know he
0: sound, he's given smart Sounds smart, but I just, I just don't feel like, you know, I feel like Michelle, she's a teacher. She likes to be adventurous. She likes to do a bunch of things. Like, I just don't feel like she, maybe her personal vibe wouldn't be like, let's pour a bottle of red and talk about Socrates. And I
1: totally, I totally agree. And because she was interested in Matt James, that (laughs) I believe as well that she likes hot Hotter yeah. and, and he's not getting <laughs> hot. Like he's hot to somebody. He's not hot to me. I don't right. think he'll be hot to Michelle. So, yeah. um See, I, I feel <laughs> such a goober. <laughs> <laughs> goober is the perfect word. I mean, he's so nice. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, we'll see. And so, last little thing we can talk about before we kind of wrap it up, because um, we kind of already talked about our predictions and who's going to make it far and stuff the fact that okay I'm sure some of y'all have noticed that we have not talked about Clayton at all and obviously just from the pictures and everything he is super cute super hot he could probably right be right up Michelle's alley potentially Mm I mean because he sticks out like a sore thumb um but we already know and the show has already announced that he is going to be our next bachelor so we already know going into it that he's not Michelle's husband
0: yeah so I definitely I definitely would have picked Clayton had I not known same that he was the bachelor but yeah so it's super weird the bachelor like a couple weeks ago announced that this was our next bachelor so Mm -hmm. again so from Katie's season the like top runners that they had were Greg and Mm -hmm. that is a whole nother mess but like you know there was no one really kind of promising coming from her season and so they let us know that we have Clayton and so part of me is just kind of weirded out. Cause like, what does he make top three? And then like, like, so do we know the whole season? He's just not gonna do it. Like, I don't know. She, I feel like Michelle got a little jipped, you know, like. She
1: definitely got jipped. Yeah. And like, I think he was another person just like they did with Matt. I feel like they casted him for the sole purpose of being the bachelor. But the reason why the situation with Matt and Claire was okay, because at least they removed Matt from Claire's right. season before he'd even start, before he'd even met right. her. And so we knew we weren't even going to have to see them together or think they had any type of chance or anything like that. Whereas now we are going to see this person with Michelle. He does not mm-hmm. seem like somebody that she would immediately send home I'm if she sends him home night one I will be super grateful that we don't have to watch this love story develop when we know it's not going to be anything we already know the ending to it
0: exactly yeah it's just so weird again like I also too like you're already kind of promoting another season and we're going into a season Mm -hmm. like I feel like you know and obviously they haven't given us too much about him but right we know he's the next bachelor, and we know he's filming right now
1: you know yes. so it's just like we know his women like yeah. it's really is not even ty- any type of like speculation we know for a fact
0: yeah it's just he's the
1: next bachelor I think they're kind of trying to do the opposite of what they did well really the same thing what they did with mm-hmm. Matt where they threw Matt out there like hey People of color, yeah. black people. We got a Black Bachelor coming. <laughs> we, you guys asked them, we <laughs> and We delivered. We deliver, and now they're going back, and they're like, "Hey, white people, they're Christians, right. <laughs> and everybody who has grown with the show, and who we love the most, and who we care about the most, obviously. Um, look, look who's the next Bachelor. This this perfect white man, just like how we used to do it. Come on back. Like that's literally the message that they're sending by doing that, because. and I feel like they did this before Michelle's season Mm -hmm. because they want that audience to come back and watch Michelle's season for Clayton to
0: learn about him Mm, Mm, smart
1: yeah yeah so
0: yeah I don't know I mean I, I feel like to be the next bachelor they would have had to have him on around I mean Katie what Katie was our last bachelorette and she made it to like episode five right so I feel like he had which is mid-season so I feel like yeah. he has to make it to at least episode five or episode six yeah, so that yeah. people get enough of a story about him to mm-hmm. like so they can build his whole tagline around so we're probably uh,
1: gonna get her on a one-on-one with him at some yeah, point and for sure uh, girl I swear if he make it to hometowns I and mean, we know <laughs> that is it's literally just a wasted spot like that could have yeah. been somebody else in that fourth hometown spot like no we're gonna see his family at his hometowns because he's the best. right because he's the oh, next bachelor waste our <laughs> time yeah like so yeah we're gonna keep our eye on that situation because i'm really interested to see how they handle this because oh
0: this, this i know is messy be, this come on abc up. we haven't even started the season yet and we're already messy
1: okay the fix is in the fix is <laughs> in, and we're tired of it come on and you know what i just thought about something that <laughs> Before we started recording, I said that we were going to mention this early and it literally <laughs> slipped my oh, mind. Oh, down. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, do not send us any spoilers. We are do trying not send us spoilers. for the very first time to watch a season completely unspoiled. So all our predictions, everything that we have said has been completely organic. We have not looked ahead at all. I believe the reality Steve already has the finalist listed oh no. on his Instagram page. I had to unfollow him.
0: Yeah, same. <laughs> we were just talking so- about we had to
1: unfollow him. I had to unfollow
0: mm-hmm. everyone who I follow for spoilers because I would be yes. so tempted. So yes. please. Do Please. not spoil this for us.
1: And I'm going to put this in the show notes too. For the <laughs> but so people won't start listening and immediately send them the DM. Like do right. read the show notes. Would love there. to talk
0: to you about your predictions, who your yes. top three are. Would love to, you know, your yes. thoughts if you've watched the season before, what you loved, mm-hmm. what you don't but don't send us the spoilers.
1: Please don't, please don't, for the love of God. (laughs) I just want to watch and just be unspoiled. And like I said, now that we're in the seat of people who are podcasting this, it's just not going to be as genuine if we already know um, the ending. So, and I think it's going to be a really nice, like fun change of pace to be able to watch the season unspoiled and to actually see the love stories and to make our predictions every week and just kind of see what happens, so yeah That's if you're still listening we love you and we really we love you, love you. hopefully every episode won't be this long but god we had a lot to unpack okay <laughs> we, had a,
0: we had a lot to cover in this one okay <laughs> it's like
1: 20 years of racism literally we, had-, we had to <laughs> talk about first
0: exactly <laughs> no but i feel like i'm so excited now for the season to start i
1: am too i am too yeah yep. i
0: can't okay. wait
1: me too me too so yeah guys feel free to send us your predictions no spoilers or anything like that uh Lord, thank you so much for doing this get myra ready for a I, full season yes yes we appreciate <laughs> you so much this is gonna be so much fun and let us know give us feedback let us know what y'all think about and this first make episode. sure to make sure to tell myra that you love it yep and that she should watch <laughs> the show okay yes all righty so yeah guys so we will be back next week to talk about the premiere of Michelle season bye guys bye y'all